Hello everybody out there. This is Josh Carson with UPCI Youth Ministries. Thank you for taking the time to join us, whether you're joining live or you're listening later to the podcast. We appreciate you tuning in to the Youth Ministry Training Call. This is incredibly already the uh, episode number 21 we are going to have a very special guest tonight, a buddy of mine that I'm going to tell you about here in just a little while. But as you may or may not recognize, this call is underwritten by She's for Christ. And while we are unbelievably already into the month of April, not only did April house Easter this year, but it also is the month of our SFC kickoff for our new campaign, Advance. We are so thrilled about those that are already beginning to partner with us, the support that we're seeing via social media as we're launching into Sheets for Christ 2018 to advance the gospel. As you recognize, Sheets for Christ helps underwrite everything that UPCI Youth Ministries does. So thank you for joining with us this year as we uh, endeavor to keep our purpose, which is to educate and engage. We want to educate apostolic students about who they are and engage them in the mission. And so that's how resources like this are able to come to pass because of the sacrificial giving of people like you, churches like your uh, your church, and the giving of individuals that attend those churches. So thank you for partnering with us. We want to start tonight in prayer and ask God's blessings upon our youth ministry training call. So would you, wherever you're at, uh, just take a moment, even if you're listening to this after the fact, would you take a moment to pray now and ask that the word spoken tonight could be a blessing for your heart and your spirit? Lord Jesus, we love you. It's such an incredible opportunity for us to be involved in youth ministry. Uh, we really don't even know how to articulate all of the things that you've done for us. Your blessings upon our life, your goodness to us has been nothing short of incredible. I'm asking tonight with a thankful heart that you would speak to us again, that you would anoint our speaker, that you would touch our hearts and our minds to be ready to receive from your word and the practical advice that's going to be given tonight that will affect so many and has the potential to ultimately bless our churches and our youth ministries and even other ministries in our church. We ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We are uh, just thrilled, as I said, to have you along with us. You'll have the opportunity tonight, if you want to, to uh, hit us up on social media using hashtag um, AskYM. And if you put that hashtag on there, we'll be able to interact with you. And then later when Brother Justin Ranking comes on for the Q&A, you'll be able to coordinate with him uh, any ad additional instructions that he wants to give you. I am so thankful to have a pretty awesome guy on the call with us tonight. His name is Brother Reagan Matheson, and he is talking about a cool uh topic tonight that I think many of us deal with, and that is wearing multiple hats in the local church. And uh, my buddy Reagan, those of you that don't know him, this is a talented, talented guy uh, from Wisconsin, serves, yes, in youth ministry level, but he also wears a lot of hats when it comes to music, when it comes to additional leadership. 
Reagan, we could not be more happy to have you on the call tonight. We want you to just take your liberty, uh, share with us biblical and practical uh, knowledge and insight. Uh, thanks for taking the time to be with us tonight. The floor is yours, man. Awesome. Well, thank you, Brother Carson. And uh, while I have you, um, I guess I'll say I, I, I want to, first of all, give you honor as well as your executive team, um, Brother Carson, Brother Ranking, and Brother Thomas. Um, I, I want to say thank you for, for hosting these calls um, and and the, uh, doing these calls because I know I have benefited by them. Um, as well as my team uh, here at uh, Christian Life Church here in Wisconsin, like you said. So uh, thank you so much, and I honor you. I'm so thankful for you and your team. And I also want to just quickly give honor to my pastor, Pastor Joseph Hanthorn. And we'll just say this tonight, that everything good that I say um, is probably from him. Um, so we'll just we'll just preface the call with that and uh, everything bad that I say is not from him. So we'll just we'll just roll with that tonight. Um, but I'm so excited. I'm so honored to be on the call. So thank you um, for the opportunity to be here. And uh, Brother Woodward, Matt Woodward for for asking me and, and uh, uh, organizing this. So thank you so much. And uh, I'm just going to dive right in here uh, because we have limited time. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> And we're talking about, uh, like Brother Carson said, we're talking about wearing multiple hats in ministry, wearing multiple hats in ministry. What that basically means is, I'm sure everybody's aware, but serving in multiple areas, um, whether that's music ministry, um, ushering, being a greeter, graphic design, photography, you know, social media, whatever it is, serving in multiple capacities, leadership, different leadership opportunities, whatever it is, um, I would say 90% of the of the leaders and the um, youth leaders specifically that I know don't aren't just youth leaders, but but wear multiple hats. So I'm excited about this call because I, I hope it can benefit somebody, um, and and we'll we'll take it from there. But I, I want to talk a lot of what I'm going to be talking about tonight. It is about the concept of burnout. Uh, burnout is one of the, the scariest things that can happen to us as leaders and as ministers, because when we get burnt out, not only is it going to affect our relationship with God and potentially our salvation, but it can affect the people that are following us, the young people that are looking up to us and the other people that we may carry influence with. Uh, if we get burnt out, we can, it can have eternal implications. So we're going to keep that kind of at the forefront. And, and if you don't, if you're not familiar with the term burnout, what that means is basically, you know, you, you're constantly giving and giving and giving and, and, and you're not being invested in or you're not investing in yourself. And eventually what happens is your oil runs dry and your ministry is dry and your relationship is dry and, and your outlook on ministry goes from a, a privilege uh, to a chore. So we're going to talk about a little bit about that. Um, but I'm going to have four main points tonight. So if you're taking notes, um, I'm going to have four main points. And the first point, the, the first thing that we have to do if we're going to defend ourselves against being burnt out while wearing multiple hats and serving in multiple areas in ministry is to, number one, recognize and accept our limitations. Recognize and accept our limitations. I don't care how talented you are, how cool you are, how good, how charismatic you are. Every single one of us as ministers, as leaders, we have limited 
resources, limited time, responsibilities, obligations, things that 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 are going to hold us back from doing everything that we may want to do. And, and the reality is, if we don't understand that we have limitations, I'll tell you right now that other people do not understand that we have limitations. People will always ask more of us as leaders. So that means when we understand and recognize our limitations, that we at some point in our ministry are going to learn to say no. We're going to have to learn to say no. The most powerful yes that you may be able to give your ministry is oftentimes in the form of a no. Oftentimes learning to say no is one of the most difficult things to do. Because all of us, I believe all of us on this call, if you're on this call, you clearly have a heart to serve. You have a heart to help others. And 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 the reality is that we have to look someone in the face and say, nope, I can't help you. So saying no is so difficult and it's easier said than done. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably the last person that should be talking about this because I'm not the greatest at saying no. I'll, I'll admit that. Um, but at some point, uh, we have to learn to say no because you cannot throw someone a life preserver if it's going to cause you to drown. You can't throw someone a life preserver if it's going to cause you to drown. So my question is, how do we learn to say no? And how do we know when to say no? So number one was recognize and accept our limitations. So when we do that, we learn to say no. So number two, how do we learn to say no? We have to learn to prioritize our hats. That's point number two, prioritize our hats. As leaders who have limitations, we must learn to prioritize our hats. Many of us, especially in leadership, are constantly being sought after to do tasks and jobs and things in relativity to, to ministry. It's the whole 20-80 uh, rule. 20% of the church is 80% of the work. From my experience, I would say it's probably more like 10% does 90%, but that's maybe just me. So we have to learn to guard against that. We have to prioritize the hats that we're wearing. So how do we prioritize our hats? And now let me just preface by saying this. I'm not talking about your youth ministry hat and your music ministry hat and your prison ministry hat. Now I'm talking about specific opportunities that you may have. Things like opportunity to preach, an opportunity to lead worship, an opportunity to go for coffee with a student, an opportunity whatever hats you're wearing, I'm talking about those specific opportunities. And, and the deciding factor that, that must determine when we say yes to something and when we say no to something is the function of the hat. I believe the function of the hat must, believe, must be the deciding factor when determining when to say yes and when to say no. So what do you mean by the function? The function, in my opinion, in my opinion, can either have a direct impact or an indirect impact. Either the, the, the hat is either having a direct impact on souls or relationships with others, or it's having an indirect impact on souls or relationships with others. We must prioritize the hats that are going to have a direct implication on people, on souls, and relationships with others, rather than those that are going to have an indirect impact on souls or relationship with others. So what does that look like? Direct impact looks like things like one-on-one -on -one relationship building, pulpit ministry, an opportunity to preach and bring the gospel to someone, 
serving a member in your church, specifically maybe a newer member or a newer student, going to see a student in the hospital, going to see someone who's having a hard time teaching a Bible study. These are things that are going to invest in people that are going to gain influence with someone that are going to build relationships and potentially save a soul. These things, in my opinion, have to be number one when deciding when to say yes to opportunities and when to say no. An indirect impact would look like something like social media management, graphic design, photography, videography, playing music, stage design, playing on a worship team, getting opportunities to go to conferences or events. In my opinion, and I'm not minimizing these things because you'll see it on my my youth group's Instagram. We have social media. We have graphic design. We, these are highly important things. But when it comes to the point where you have to say yes or you have to say no, we have to learn to prioritize the things that are going to directly impact souls and relationship with others, relationships with others over things that are indirectly impacting. So a question you can ask, can this be done by, a de by delegating to a team member? Can these things be done? Maybe not to your liking, maybe not quite as good as you could do it, but can this be done by delegating this and still have a good effect? I read an interesting article article about 80-20 uh, rule today, and, th and this was a, a rule discovered by Alberto Pareto, who was an economist in the 15th century in Italy. And the 80-20 rule, it says that basically 80% of the time in a list of 10 items of things you've got to do, two of them are going to produce the most benefit. So it's our job to discover what those two things are. I like to picture this as a diagram. And if you see a diagram, kind of a T chart, on the left you have tasks and on the right you have results. And if you have a to-do list of 100 things, 20% of the 100 that you will do will produce 80% of the results. While the other 80% that you will do will only produce 20% of the results. The key thing is setting priorities the key thing in setting priorities is to figure out what is the biggest payoff. What is the biggest payoff? What is the 20% that is absolutely impactful and is going to be the most impactful to souls and to relationships to my ministry? What is the 20% that is going to be the most important and provide the biggest payoff? And realistically, what is the 80% that I can delegate? We have to figure out what is most important and what is going to produce the most fruit in our ministry. So just to recap, number one, we have to recognize and accept our limitations. Number two, we have to learn to prioritize our hats. We have to prioritize our hats. And number three, and this is a little off topic, I guess, a little, little scattered, is to, to learn to serve not only where you are passionate, but where you are needed. I'll serve that. Serve, uh, I'll, I'll repeat that rather. Serve not only where you are passionate, but where you are needed. Most of us on this call are already leaders in our church. We're, we're youth pastors, leaders, directors, whatever you are, but we are passionate about our ministry. We are excited about youth ministry. At least I hope you are. I'm excited about youth ministry. I believe in youth ministry. I've invested in youth ministry. I'm excited about it. So let me say this. It's easier to, to serve in a capacity where you are passionate about the ministry. But let me say this, before God specifically put a calling on your life to youth ministry, he's calling on all of us to serve and to be a kingdom builder. 
That is the baseline to, to serve others and to be a kingdom builder. So the true test of someone who is a kingdom builder is if they can serve where they are needed, even when it will not benefit them or their ministry. The true test of someone who is kingdom minded is if they can serve where they are needed, even when it will not benefit them or their ministry. When we serve another ministry, when we serve music or kids or social media or prison or elders, whatever it is, we humble ourselves to a place where we are truly serving selflessly. We are truly kingdom minded. One of the most powerful ways we can serve is when we can serve someone who will not benefit us at all. Yes, we have to learn to say no sometimes, but we also need to learn to serve or the last uh, the last point uh, that I'll make tonight is is number four. We must learn to be mission driven rather than task driven. We must learn to be mission driven rather than task driven. And I've learned this in the last year or so in my ministry. I actually learned it from a leadership podcast that I listen to every every now and then. Um, but but we must learn to serve understanding that there is a mission to everything, every little thing that we do in our ministry, there is a deeper mission and a deeper purpose for the task at hand. There is something deeper than the simple task given. And I'm going to give you an example. Uh, This Sunday night, actually, we have a She's for Christ Nacho fundraiser. And these kinds of things are so easy to approach with a task mentality. Okay, so you get the plates and I'm going to get the chicken and you get the cheese and and we're going to show up and and we're going to complete the task. We're going to get the fundraiser done and we're going to clean up and we're going to go home. We're going to complete the task and, 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 and it's going to be over with. Let me tell you this. Tasks are very easy to turn into chores and something that you do out of negligence. But if you are mission minded and you remember that this She's for Christ Nacho fundraiser is not just a task. It's not just something we have to do because we're in youth ministry and we support She's for Christ. It's this this mission behind this thing is to serve people, first of all, to serve others, as well as raise money and raise funds for missionaries who have a global impact all over the world. That simple change in your perspective will will allow you not to see that fundraiser as another thing that you have to do in ministry because you're in youth ministry. But but this is an opportunity to serve. This is an opportunity to raise money for 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 uh, for missionaries, for global missionaries and to be an example to my students as how you can serve others and have a good attitude and be excited about it. One of the core values that we have here at CG Chosen Generation Student Ministries is is if you can't do it with a smile, don't do it. If you can't do it with a smile, go home. Don't even do it. We believe in serving. We believe in helping others and not only doing that, but we keep that mission minded perspective that when it comes to 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 the first thing, when somebody when a guest walks into our youth youth service, we're excited. We're happy. We're we're uplifting because there's a deeper mission. It's just it's not just me going to say hi. There's a deeper purpose. There's a deeper mission behind everything that we do. And that simple change in your perspective can really help you and protect you from the concept of burnout. Just remember, every time you serve, every time you minister, every time you do something for your church, whether it's going to impact your ministry or it's not going to impact your ministry, there is a deeper purpose. There is a deeper mission at hand. So just to recap my points tonight, number one, accept your limitations. 
We all have limitations. We all have things that we need uh, we need help with. We have things that, that we don't, we have limited time. We have limited resources. We have responsibilities. We have to learn to accept that. And we, when we accept that, we learn to say no. And the way we decide when to say yes and when to say no is number two, when we prioritize our hats. We prioritize our hats based on the function of the hat. Is this hat, is this opportunity or this hat, is this going to impact souls? Is this going to impact relationships? Is this going to bring me credibility and influence with someone? Or is this going to just simply indirectly do that? What, what, where's the priority? Where's the priority of that hat? Number three, we need to learn to serve not only where we're passionate, not only in youth ministry, but to serve the body where it is needed to serve where we are needed, because that's when we know if we are truly kingdom-minded, when we're truly kingdom-minded, we will serve in areas that does not benefit us at all, where we're not passionate at all. And the fourth thing, we must learn to be mission-driven rather than task-driven. If we're task-driven, we're going to get burnt out, we're going to get tired, it's going to turn into a chore, and it's not going to be good. But if we are mission-driven, we will remember our purpose, we will remember there's a deeper meaning behind everything, every little thing that we do in, in ministry, specifically in youth ministry, there is a deeper purpose for that thing. So that about wraps up what, what I have to say. I believe we're going to go into some questions at this time. I believe Brother Ranking is going to ask me some questions. So I can turn it over to you, Brother Ranking, um, if you are on. Yes sir. yes, sir. Thank you so much, Brother Reagan. We appreciate that fantastic and practical information. And uh, thank you for giving those points very clear, very concise. Thank you for going over them several times for those of us that are taking notes. Uh, <laughs> um, I have some questions here that have come in and uh, you know we'll just kind of work through them here and see you know where the conversation takes us here for the next few minutes before brother thomas wraps up the call with a few announcements and prayer um how do you know how can someone i, I know we, they can probably use these four points but maybe just kind of talk through us with us um how do you know if, if maybe you're wearing too many hats do you ever do you ever yeah. feel like there comes a point when someone could take too much on yeah, absolutely, man. For me personally, um, I'm the kind of person and, and everybody's a little different. So this might look a little bit different for you or for somebody else that's serving in youth ministry. But for me, when I stop thriving and when I stop enjoying youth ministry, when I stop getting creative and start thinking out of the box, um, when I when I stop having fun with youth ministry and I start getting a little bit of a uh, maybe a bad attitude or maybe not even a bad attitude, just kind of a neutral about it. And I'm like, Oh, we got to do that. Um, that's how I really know when I've taken too much on um, when I'm not excited for our youth service, when I'm not excited when a visitor comes or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I can tell when I stop thriving in my role as you know, the youth youth leader, um, that's when I really know that that I've taken too much on. I'm wearing too many hats right now, and I need to refocus and kind of reevaluate my priorities in that uh, in that season. Absolutely, that's that's fantastic advice. I think one thing that you said about the slogan in your youth group: "If you can't do it with a smile, um, that you know maybe you shouldn't be doing it." So I guess as we feel our attitude dwindling and our and our passion for it. And that could that could mean that we've got to relook at what we're doing. Very good. Um, so I, I know that, you know, growing up in church, I feel like we were always told to not say no, um, that we were supposed to say yes to every opportunity. But 
but I understand where you're coming from tonight. So I'm not saying uh, the way you've said is wrong, but how do you, have you ever had to have a talk with your leadership or pastor, pastoral figures in your life um, about no longer being involved in maybe one of those secondary ministries or something that is not directly your first ministry? Uh, have you ever had to do that? If, if you're able to give some information about how that played out, or maybe, maybe you saw a friend have to go through that situation. Um, talk to us about that if you can. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty thankful. I've only had to do this one time. Um, and it was when I was younger. Um, and I was, I was highly, highly focused in or heavily focused, I guess I should say in music ministry. And it was to the point where I, I was playing every service, every single, uh, you know, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, any special services I was on, I was playing. And it got to the point for me where I really, um, it, it became a chore for me and I, I wasn't enjoying it. It was, I took it for granted was really probably what happened. And I think that's now that I say that, that's probably what happens a lot of times. We take our ministries for granted. And um, I took, I, I remember sitting down with my my pastor and I just said, hey, I feel a little burnt out right now. I'm not excited about music. I'm not, I'm not focused. I'm not excited. I'm not energetic. I'm not passionate about it. I think I need to take a month off of music um, just to refocus my worship. Um, and I did that and I and I kind of just sat back and refocused and, and refocused my energy and my passion and my my worship. And honestly, it was one of the best things I've done because it made me realize how much of a desire I truly did have to be involved in music. And I realized that I took it for granted and uh, it brought me back to the place where I was passionate about it and, and excited about it. And I really wanted to serve in that capacity again. So. Um, I'm thankful to have great leadership now where I don't really have to deal with too much of that. Um, but at that time, it was definitely something that, that I needed to do, and it made me realize how much I took it for granted. That's great, man. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Um, now, kind of kind of changing gears a little bit here, um, you know, a lot of youth ministry tasks uh, sometimes can be done on what some would call personal time or even after hours. Because many of the youth workers who are listening tonight or even going to listen later on the podcast, they're bivocational. They're working full-time jobs and doing youth ministry. How do we, how do you, uh, what do you suggest to remain productive in the youth department um, with limited time for tasks? Um, is there any kind of, you know, app or tools or any kind of habit that maybe you have of staying on task with, you know, limited time? Like we all, we all have 24 hours, but it seems that, uh, some of us spend it better than others. What kind of tips would you have from your personal ministry? Well, maybe I might not be the best to give advice at this one either, but I will say we have an amazing team here at uh, a Christian Life Church here at CG. Um, and if it wasn't for this team, there's no way I, we could do this or I could do this. Um, so I will say this, delegate, delegate, delegate. Um, learning to delegate and not only delegating, but empowering other leaders and other people um, by giving them some liberty, giving them freedom to to take a task or to take a job and, and just kind of run with it and, and let their create creativity just kind of go crazy is something that has really been great for our team. And our team, we, we truly operate as a team and we all have responsibilities. We all have things that, that have been delegated to each of us. And our team at this point, it took us maybe a little bit to get used to it, but we're a well-oiled machine now. Um, where we know where each other are going to be. We know what, what's going to go down in our services and who's in charge of what. 
and so the the, the concept of delegates and doing it as a team if you can form a team in your youth ministry i highly 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 suggest it because i don't think you can have a successful youth ministry with with just one person or two people i think you really truly need a team that's going to be able to to delegate those responsibilities and invest in students so that that would be my thing as far as um tools or apps or habits one thing i've started to do in terms of a habit is really to start writing things down and this is sort of this is super practical but write down what you need to get accomplished um, on a piece of paper don't even write it on your phone write it on a piece of paper go old school and it really uh, puts your mind at ease a little bit you write it down uh, realize you have to get it done but it's written down you don't have to think about it in the moment make a checklist make a to-do list of your week or or your month of what you need to get accomplished um, some people go by that what is it three by three what are the three most important things I need to do in the next three weeks and you write those down and prioritize them that's another tool you can use um, so that's one thing um, I would say we use for in terms of management software we use breeze management software um, if you're familiar it's pretty low cost um, that can really help um, the organization of your youth ministry um, it can save you a lot of time in terms of tracking attendance and things like that um, and I also say communication is key um, me and, and our staff, our team, we meet once a month and we plan that month. Um, we plan that month's agenda. We go through the details. We, we communicate. We have an ongoing text message thread that we talk to each other. Um, and, and we even if it's just for fun or whatever, we, we talk to each other and we communicate very well to make sure we're all on the same page. So those are just a couple tips. Um, like I said, I'm no expert in this specific area, but <laughs> those are a couple of things that we do to try to be successful. Man, I appreciate that. that's that's some fantastic information. I, I enjoyed the three by three tip that you talked about. The three biggest things that you got to work on over the next three weeks. I think that's good. I think that helps helps people to forecast ahead and not just get caught, uh, you know, not just get caught in today or tomorrow, but having good yeah. vision and very good information about delegating. I'm gonna. I thank you so much for your time. I'm gonna turn this call now over to our director of promotion. Brother Michael Thomas and Brother Michael, take it away, giving us some information about the next call and conclude this call in prayer. Awesome. Thanks, Brother Ranky. And thank you, Brother Matheson, for speaking on tonight's training call. Uh, received some great information from you, and we really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us on tonight's subject. Uh, I want to remind everybody about next month's youth ministry training call. It will be held on Tuesday, May 1st, 2018, of course. And we're excited about hosting Pastor Tim Gaddy as he speaks to us on the subject of qualities I look for in a youth pastor. Now, this is going to be our first call from the perspective of a lead pastor speaking about the role of a youth pastor. So we're really excited about this. Don't miss that training call uh, next month, May 1st. Uh, also, if you've been listening in on previous uh, youth ministry training calls, or you have listened to our archive podcast, uh, you've heard us talk about this, but I need to say once again, don't forget to mark your calendar uh, for August 2nd and 3rd. We're excited to host the youth ministry training event here in St. Louis, Missouri, and this training event is a great investment for equipping yourself to minister to and lead young people. And once again, this event is for anyone who works with young people and young adults in any capacity, be it youth pastor, youth worker, youth staff member, or someone who is just interested 
in youth ministry. You can go right now to the community.com forward slash YMTE to register and find more information, or you can visit our social media outlets and find more information and also register. At this time, I'm going to close our call with prayer. So if you will, help me pray as we conclude this call tonight. Lord, we thank you so much for the wonderful words of instructions that we heard from Brother Matheson tonight. Uh, he inspired us and he helped us tonight. And I pray that you would help us to apply the information and the resources that have been given to us. But we know that we have youth workers and youth ministers who are indeed wearing multiple hats as they work and fulfill the call of ministry in their local church. Lord, some of these youth workers are indeed leading on empty. But tonight, God, I pray that they would glean something from this call that will help them uh, to lead better and lead more effectively as they juggle multiple roles and they wear multiple hats in the local youth ministry, in the local church setting. Lord, I pray for these youth workers that you would grace them and you would strengthen them as they lead, serve, and love their students this week. We pray and we ask all this in faith, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks once again to all of you for being on this call tonight. And as a reminder, this call is made possible by your support of She's for Christ. It is our hope and prayer at Youth Ministries that you have a blessed evening. You have been listening to the Youth Ministry Training Call. For other great youth resources, be sure to check out thecommunity.com. Thank you for joining us and have a great night. Oh, yeah.